Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. and welcome to the Happy Hour Jamie Ivy podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so excited that you're here. Every week on this show, I've had a girlfriend to join me and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Hey guys, before we jump in, I wanna thank our first sponsor and that is Little Bits. Kids love our new partner, Little Bits, inspiring young inventors to create their piece of the Star Wars galaxy. For the first time ever, kids can create their own custom droid with electronic bits that snap together. Discover the Little Bits Droid Inventor Kit at littlebits.com and Walmart, Amazon, and Apple. You guys, we made it to October. Happy October, happy fall, happy pumpkin spice everything, happy football season, happy colder weather. Some of you guys have already had snow, and that's crazy because we're still wearing t-shirts down here in Texas, but that's just kind of what we do. Guys, today you're listening to episode number 161 with my friend Lisa Whittle. On today's show, we jump right in and talk about binge-watching TV, but don't you guys worry. We get into some pretty heavy stuff very quickly. If you're listening to this and you're looking for some encouragement as a parent, you're going to love the beginning of this episode. If you have small kids, you're going to be encouraged to what's to come. And if you're in the mix with big kids, Lisa's going to give you great encouragement for your moments right now. And goodness gracious, ladies, I loved hearing about her journey with the church and her love for God and for His Word. If you're someone who's been wounded from the church or church experiences, you're going to love her encouragement to you. I really am confident that it's going to mean a lot to you. Her vulnerability about getting hurt and moving past it is going to move you as you listen. Also, good gracious, this week was so hard with so many tragic things happening. I feel like every week we open up our eyes in the morning and something else has happened. Although we recorded this weeks ago, the last half of this show speaks so much to living in this world without fear. She wants women to know and believe that they are warriors and that we have a hope that does not matter what happens in this world. And also, you guys, let me know if any of you like me cannot stop singing Shania Twain's song, Man, I Feel Like a Woman, after this episode. You guys also know I'm a fan of Instagram. Come find me over there. I would love to get to know you. If you loved anything about this episode, which I hope there's something that you loved, find the post with Lisa's picture and leave me a message. I'm at Jamie Ivy. You guys, this is going to be good news for some of you and bad news for others of you. We are officially 81 days from Christmas. I know. I know some of you don't want to think about it and some of you cannot wait. I'm actually a firm believer in getting through Thanksgiving before I move on to thinking about Christmas. But I'm also a firm believer in shopping early. I have had too many Decembers where I'm frantic towards the end of the month trying to get gifts for everybody. And every year I say before December 1st, I will have my Christmas shopping done. I'm going to try it again, you guys. I never succeed, but I do get a lot of it done. You guys, I'm also a firm believer in putting your money where it counts and making a difference with when we spend money. That's why for the past two years, we've put together a Christmas shopping guide special episode that showcases organizations that we think are worth you spending your money at. 
This has become a favorite for so many listeners. It's a favorite for myself, and we cannot wait to see what we're going to put together for you this year. So right now, we're taking applications. If you own a company or if you know somebody that does, tell them about this opportunity. We look for companies who are small businesses, companies who are run or started by women. We love companies that have a give back model, and we want to hear about them from you. There's a place in the show notes on today's webpage, jamieivy.com, for you to sign up for more information. It's a great way to advertise for your company to so many women that listen to our show who are eager to support organizations that are doing good in the world. So go to jamieivy.com, look for the show notes for this show, episode number 161. And there in the blog post, you'll see a place where you can sign up to be on a newsletter list. When you sign up, you're in. That means on Friday, when I send out the application, you're gonna get it. We take all the applications, we look at them all, we decide which one would be the best fit for our audience. And then we choose 10 and then we do our show and it is so much fun. All right, you guys, here is my conversation with Lisa. Lisa, welcome to the happy hour. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, You're in Austin. Yes. In my house. Well, kind of my studio. Yes. And it's fantastic. It is fantastic in here. I say people, this is where real work happens. You can tell. It's very legit. I feel it's, you can just sense the vibe. It's very legit. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, what was the studio from Parenthood? Did you watch Parenthood? I did, but then I, I I didn't. So like I I did at the beginning, but I I wouldn't know such stuff like that. You didn't finish it? No. Do, Do you, is this a normal thing for you or do you want to finish it? Do you need me to convince you to finish it? Um, well, I've, I've had people try to convince me to finish it. I, I liked it, but I'm not a good Netflix person. Okay, yeah. So I, I, no, I liked it. I was into it. It was part of my treadmill stuff. Okay. So like I had to watch Netflix in order to treadmill. Yeah. So I was started flaking out on the treadmill. Which flaked out on Netflix. Right. So yeah. it was not Parenthood's fault. No, not at all. Yeah. Well, you should finish it. Okay. I watched all of it, except it's funny. I missed an entire season, which is weird for someone to miss an entire season and then keep going. Uh, Could you pick back up? I mean, was yeah, it? Yeah, I jumped back in. So there's like oh, one season okay. and it's the one where a character in there has cancer. That's the, that's how I just know to talk about it. I missed the entire season. It's so weird, but I picked it up. Okay. How, do you binge watch TV? Uh not, I'm not a binger really with TV, yeah. which is kind of weird because I get on tangents about uh-huh. things. So I feel like I should be a binger. Okay. Um, not, not too much. Although my son did, my oldest son did force me to binge the office uh, last Christmas. <laughs> I had never watched it because here's another thing about me, Jamie. I'm a little bit of an anti-person. Okay. So you're like, if something's big, I'm not in. That's it. Yep. I'm like, and so at, at least for a while. So I'm, I make something be popular for a while, before I will do it. Yeah. I'm so bad with that. But anyway, so the office, obviously. It's like old. Yeah. It's old. Uh-huh. But my son kept saying, mom, you have to watch it. It's totally your humor. You'll love it. You're in. Well, I was kind of anti. I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. Finally, he's like, mom, you have to. And so I'm like, okay, son, yes, we'll do it. Because he had gone off to college. So I'm sappy. I'm like, if he's going to spend time with me, yes. Oh, of course. I mean, I'm in first show. I wasn't totally convinced. Second, when they did that, um, that training, what was it? Oh my it? gosh, it was national diversity training. Yes, diversity training. When they had that, that the, uh, oh my gosh, the ethnicity uh-huh. on their, or where they're, they're on their foreheads. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm in. Michael Scott is just the most I'm obnoxious, in. inappropriate person. Aaron and I have decided this is funny because how long have you and your husband been married? 22 almost. Okay. So we've been married 16 years. We have four kids. How many kids do you have? Three. Okay. Uh, we're tired, right? Oh, you're tired. Exhausted. It's what I tell my, my friends with little babies. You, you're tired now. It's different. 
Yeah. It's, it's a, a different weariness. Tired. It's like a weariness, long yes, tired. You just, yeah. I, I, we used to stay up late when we had little kids, no. which seems weird. Yeah. Now I can't, if it's 11, I'm like, this is ridiculous. I need to be in the bed. <laughs> but we have decided now to start watching reruns of The Office oh, as we fall asleep. So we watch like, what, like four minutes and then we're both like out snoring, but it's hilarious. Well, this is funny. So a uh, couple days ago, I had to do some filming for my new, uh, for a book trailer I'm going to release in October. And so the guy wanted to take some pictures of me, like some promo shots. He said, but I want some ones of you laughing. And I'm like, oh, I can't do contrived <laughs> laughing shots. Yeah. That's not me at right. all. I love to laugh, but not when you're forcing me to laugh. So he's like, well, what makes you laugh? I said, honestly, like episodes of The Office. And so he literally over to the side started playing episodes of The Office. So I would look to the side and laugh. That's hilarious. So he has shots of me laughing because I'm watching The so Office. So when we see this, we'll know this is true. Yeah. It's a real laugh. It's a real laugh because I'm watching the episode of Dwight Give Birth to a Watermelon, which, by the way, is my favorite episode. <laughs> He's like, cradle my head. Okay, whatever. I Don't get me started on this because I'll be on a tangent. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Well, we don't watch a lot of TV either, so it's fun to go back and watch stuff you've already watched that makes yeah. you laugh. Yeah. Okay, so... Lisa, welcome. You Thank have you. three children. Yep. We have many mutual friends. Totally. In fact, we could list probably 25 people that yeah. we both mutually know. Yeah. This morning, I was texting with Logan, who's both of our friends. Yeah. And I was like, tell me all the awesome, funny things about Lisa that you can. <laughs> oh. And so she did tell me a funny story that I'm going to bring up. Oh, no. Okay. We'll do it later. Okay, cool. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm frightened and also like can't wait at the same time. Okay, so tell me about your family, have your kids age, all those kind of things. Okay, yeah. Well, we're we're a tight five. Okay, so almost 22 years, husband and I have been married. We met in seminary. Um, I'm a seminary dropout, but he did graduate. <laughs> and then we have the three kids and they are 19, 16, and 14. Two oldest are boys, way into sports. And then my youngest is 14. She is a girl. She's super creative and um, just my buddy. And Aww. like when I go out of town, she's the one who's texting me going, okay, here's what's going on. You know, and I need her for that because God knows the boys wouldn't tell me anything. Not a thing. And it's frightening what happens when I go out of town with the three of them because they're a traveling frat party. That's what I, <laughs> I say all the time. Um, but anyway, my oldest, so my oldest is going to start his sophomore year of college. And so that's a whole different thing. Like, and I was talking, I'm staying with some friends here in Austin and they have a son who's also in college. And I was like, you know, no one talks about parenting young adults, mm. like what that's like. And it's a little bit of a different weird situation. And so in many ways, it feels like being a new parent again, it's a very different thing. So we've got the teens in our house, we've got the young adult. And um, so yeah, it's a kind of a, it is in many ways, the coolest time of our life. I'm loving it to pieces because I love the humans that are in my house and the conversations that we have. And, and then it's tricky. Like I'm, I'm being challenged as a mom a lot. With your one in college. Yeah. With the, well, and even, even my 16 year old, but yes, my one in college, because the conversations that we have are, uh, they're just challenging me. You know, I'm just, I'm having to think. And then also they are, when you have kids that are, you know, kind of compliant and they, they're, you know, they're, th they're free thinkers. We've ra raised them that way. But at the same point, they've done a lot of what we want them to do, right? Yeah. They're like good kids. Uh -huh. Now he's wanting to make some choices that maybe we, and they're not bad choices. They're actually good choices, but they're maybe choices we wouldn't choose for him. Now it's like, okay, you realize how much 
control you really have, like how many control issues you really have oh. with your kids, like, because you've sort of controlled them your whole life. And like, then they're, they're out there on their own. They're out there on their own. And so, and I don't want to be vague about it. Basically, he's decided to transfer to another college and which is awesome where he's going is awesome, but he's leaving behind a football career. He's leaving behind some scholarship. He, he just, he's making a different choice. And we have to say, this is where he feels God's leading him and we want to support him. And this is his choice to make. So anyway, not to get off on that, but that's kind of where we are, Jamie. So that is totally crazy parenting. Yeah. Okay. So I don't have um, many, most of my listeners, believe it or not, are younger than both of us, which I'm always like, thank you, sweet young girls for listening (laughs) to the happy hour. But I do have a lot of listeners who are in our life stage and they have bigger kids. What What is some advice that you can give someone who is parenting high school kids? Because you've already launched one off into college. Yeah. And now you've got two in high school. Yeah. Yeah. And I have one more year and then I'll have a high school boy. And honestly, it's exciting because Aaron and I, we love big kids. We're loving our kids right now. This is our favorite thing ever. Yeah. Because they talk to us and we hang out and we go places together, you know, and it's not like we're taking, we are still taking care of them, but we interact more. And I know that's going to get more and more. So people who are parenting high schoolers, what do you say to them? Well, okay. So the main thing I would say to them, and actually for for the younger listeners too, I think this would be something to just put in their pocket. I think the tendency when the kids get high school age and older is to kind of coast and say, I've done the hard work, man. Like Mm -hmm. I think now they don't need me as much. I can do it. And while it's true that they don't need you as much physically, they need you maybe more in every other way. Mm-hmm. And I just think the biggest, I think the biggest thing that I've noticed with, you know, in my peer group is really letting the attention slide and and just, and so there's a balance here, right? So we can't smother them. Right. So it's a little bit different, uh-huh. but you got to be aware. And it's a more of a, more of a behind the scenes awareness. It's more of a backdoor awareness, but it is staying in there with them, continuing to ask really important questions and really just um, continuing to to draw them out to keep you guys together. Hanging out is so important mm. when they're that age. Because I can tell you that one of my biggest fears of when the kids got older was, you know, will we lose them to their friends? I mean, yes, you do to some degree. They right. want to hang out with their friends. Yeah. They're way cooler. It's fine. And then they get driver's license. And, yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, the whole thing. Yeah. But you know what, Jamie? The thing is, is like, we are still a super tight five. And when Graham went off to school, you know, we missed that togetherness. And I can already tell from your daughter mourning your oldest son being gone, (laughs) like you guys like to hang out. And we still, the five of us, it's our favorite thing to go on vacation together, to be together. And I think when you foster that and don't assume that your kids don't want that, yeah, there just creates this bond that is just cool yeah. and just doesn't change. So, just so, so I guess the advice, all of that, to boil it down, would be stay in there with your kids. Yeah. They need you more than ever in many ways as they are older teens. Yeah. yeah, I think we learned that we have some friends of Garza's, and their kids are in stages above us, and we've watched them do that. They've fostered this home where their kids feel safe yeah, and where their kids want to be. And I feel like, although they also take very good care of their marriage, they also spend a lot of time with their kids. yeah. And I feel like that's kind of where Aaron and I are figuring out our path of, we never want to forego our marriage right. for our kids. And I will preach that until the day I die. Right. 
And we do a good job of doing that. But we're also, I think the reason when you get older kids, you're exhausted is because you're, you, you're still fostering your marriage. But golly, you're just focusing so much on being with these people yeah, uh, because you want to, but also because you see the value in it because they're going to leave us one day. <laughs> I know. And the thing is, Jamie, is like, I think you can do both. Now, I mean, I think so many times we get overwhelmed by so many things because we we have added all this crazy stuff to our plate. I mean, realistically, we have taken on this and this and this and whatever the this is for us in our life. What better and bigger job is it than fostering our marriage, fostering our relationship with our family? I think both are huge. I read a book by Francis Chan, You and Me Forever, which really is sort of a marriage book. But to me, it was a family mission book, which led us to do some kind of radical things. A couple of years ago, we moved from like 4,000 square feet to 1,400 square feet. So it, it, there was di- different things that we did, but I really kind of got this sense of like, what are the Whittle family? What do we exist to do as a family? So it kind of changed my perspective Uh on that. But I will tell you in, in our home and gosh, we don't do it perfectly. We really do it imperfectly. And I mean that with everything that I, I am. I, we, we have to try to keep the family together and, and do stuff as a five and do stuff as a couple. Um, sometimes we don't do as well to do stuff as a couple. I'm just being completely honest with you. It's harder. Yeah. I tell young moms, it's harder in my opinion, to foster that date night and connection when your kids are older. Yeah, it is. I agree. So, but like, for instance, we just, uh, my husband and I just took out, we literally, but we had to force ourselves to carve out four days out of town. I mean, Jamie, we don't do that. First of all, we don't have the money Mm -hmm. usually. And, you know, the time and my kids stayed home for the first time by themselves, by the way, because I have a 19 and a half year old. (sighs) Oh my gosh. How was that? Well, I'll tell you this, came home and was doing filming for my new uh-huh. new book uh-huh. in the house, found a dead bird. No, you did not. Promise. Under my dining room table. No, you yes. did The guy not. that was filming, he's like, we were moving the table to like readjust the room. And he's like, um, Lisa, there's a dead bird under your dining room oh, table. I swear to you, Jamie, I can't make it up. I'm like, guys, I'm, I'm talking to my, I'm, my kids. I have like, a few questions. Did you see a bird in the house? Right. How did it end up dead? Right. And how long has it been there? <laughs> and no one moved it. And no one moved it. Stiff as a board, that thing was right under my table. Gross to the max. I'm like, guys, what happened? <laughs> so God only knows what happened while I was gone. My my oldest son did tell me that my 14-year-old did a good job. I'm doing air quotes right now. A good job with cooking dinner. So oh. I tried to, um, and she doesn't normally fix dinner. <laughs> so I don't know how that went, but I tried to get her, you uh-huh. know, some things that she could prepare yeah. anyway. And he also basically told me my middle son was completely useless. So, but there you go. <laughs> but you're, you're also like, I knew all these things before. Right. And this I, is, uh, this no is the script. Yes. This is the script I had already, yeah, planned out. Yes. So. If we left our kids, we would know exactly who you would, would do what. You would know the deal. I mean, it's no surprise. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like when, um, one of my kids got in trouble at church the other day who will rename nameless, except for it's a girl. And um, (laughs) the teacher is telling me things. And as she's telling me, I'm like, how come you haven't told me this sooner? Like I actually had been wondering for all these years, she's never gotten in trouble at church. This is so weird. And I was like, (laughs) oh, you guys have been keeping this from me because I'm not surprised by what you're telling. If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike. And it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. 
If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interest. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash get your own to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash get your own. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Okay, so I was texting with my friend Logan Wolfram this morning. And yeah. I was like, hey, I'm interviewing because you guys are friends. And she actually has told me about you for a while, you know, and she's like, you should have my friend Lisa on. You should have my friend Lisa on. And the happy hour gets requests from everybody putting out a new book, right? We get requests from everybody. But when one of my friends says, okay, you should have, I'm like, okay, I, I trust you. I believe you. Yeah. Um, but I was asking her this morning, I was like, tell me what you love about Lisa. And one of the, she told me lots of things, but one of the things she told me was that you are so in love with the truth of God's word. Hmm. That's how she described you. Wow. That's, I, I appreciate that yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so that's what she said about you. And so I just would love to hear from you have you always been a Christ follower? What does that journey look like for you? Man, so yeah, I've been in the, like the longest relationship I've ever had was, well, 
with the church, I, I often say, because I was, my dad was a pastor. So like, I've been a part of church for as long as I can remember. Grew up in the church. Grew up in the church, yeah. totally. Um, awareness of God from early on, which, you know, people might think, oh, that's, well, then it's a shoe in. Actually, no, because sometimes that creates just more, a lot of things. And to add to that, Jamie was some real church wounding because my dad was this mega church pastor um, we don't have time to get into it, but, and in the eighties, you know, it was a tough time to be a, kind of a mega church pastor back in that day. Um, he got in some, into some trouble with the IRS and lost his church. And so for me as a young woman who, you know, grew up in the church, loved the church desperately, um, I just developed some trust issues, you know, because of that. And I love this, the church so much, but I saw how deeply that there can be wounding by church people. And, um, I loved my dad, but I also saw how somebody can be so good at what they do. Somebody who just like loved God genuinely and just became so good at their craft mm. that it became about something else. Became about a craft. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, to be honest with you, it's what scared me away from writing and speaking for so many years. Mm -hmm. I ran so far and so fast because I lived in a glass house. I didn't want to do that. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if I could do this, this meaning write and speak and stay pure before mm -hmm. God. And I was scared. Mm -hmm. I really was scared. And so, I mean, that's kind of veering off. But for me, my relationship with God, I loved him. I mean, deeply loved God from the time I was a little girl, like I just had this, like, I just knew he was mine and I was his. And I, I became a Christian when I was six. And I, I mean, I fell in love with him hard. And I talk about that in my book, I Want God. I open up talking about my salvation experience, which was really real to me. And I loved him so, so hard and deep. But I'm a questioner. I'm a grappler. I'm a skeptic in many ways. And then you add church hurts to that. And so like I just had to deal with some junk. So by the gracious, furious, unrelenting love of God who has pursued me over and over and over again. And I often say like, I may not be the hardest case God's ever had, but I'm definitely in the top five. You know, I love him and I'm so, I like, I take him so seriously because he's literally all I have. Mm -hmm. Because without him, I'm a wreck. I, I question everything and I don't have joy, you know? So for me, yeah, this has been a long time relationship with God. And my love for God's word comes from that it is my survival. Yeah, I, do, I honestly don't have anything else. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's just been a long journey with the church. It's been a long journey with God. And I, I can say at this point in my life that I've sorted through a lot to get to where I am now. And, you know, I think when I wrote my book, Whole, which was years ago before I wrote I Want God, I thought I had dealt with so much stuff. And in that book, I talk about like my dad losing his church and the whole of religion, the whole of um, my identity, all of those things. God then brought up, I don't want to say, I don't know that it's God's, so I don't want to blame God, but it was like writing that book brought up a whole new level of like things that God had to dig out of mm. me. So here I am thinking at, you know, 35, I'm like, I'm good. I've dealt with all that. Oh, no, no. I had way more crap to yeah. deal with. And um, so I just feel like in many ways, just God just does not leave me alone uh -huh. and keeps com coming after me. You know what I mean? To get better and yeah. to just keep going. Yeah. And that's just who I am. And you aren't know? you thankful for that bringing up and that bringing out? I mean, because imagine it staying there. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes, I'm thankful. Sometimes I'm like not as thankful, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yes, I am because it comes out in so many ways. Like even when I think that it's kind of staying down, it's not. I mean, it came out in my, in my relationships. It came out in, you know, even my being jaded over, you know, something in church or whatever. Yeah. I was still going or yeah, I was still participating. I might've even still been writing books, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't clean or, you know, where I needed to be. And, um, yeah, so I'm, yes, I'm grateful for the digging out of God, even though sometimes it's inconvenient. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. And that's why I, that's why my books, like, I wish I could write flowery, uh-huh. awesome, fun, like just pick this up. It's a light read. Those aren't my books. Uh-huh. But what I love hearing people say is like, God's changed me through this, mm. or this is really meaty, Lisa. I- I'm fine with that. Yeah. Like you, to me, that's like, okay, we're doing work. Yeah. I don't, Jamie, if I'm not doing work, what am I writing for? Right. right. I-, I don't want to waste people's time. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's just who I am because God's doing that in me. Right. It's just an authentic yeah. process for me, you know? So your story, I didn't even know this about you told just now, your story of like these wounds in the church. I think that you're not alone. I think that a lot of people have those stories, especially for those. I grew up in the church as well. You know, I always say, I don't remember a day, a Sunday with not being in the church. And by the grace, I don't have these wounds from church in my history, but a lot of people do. And so I think a lot of people will just throw in the flag and they're just done. Someone's listening. They're like, I'm hurt from the church as well. Yeah. What kept you in it? What kept you moving? What kept you saying, I'm not going to abandon this? Because the the church, the big church, God's people, God's bride, it's a beautiful thing. Oh, yeah. You know, and so and it's beautiful to God. It's what he's coming back for. Yeah. So what kept you going back into the local church? What kept you there? Well, I think part of it was God showing me that I'm a flawed member of that church. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, reminding me of my own junk that I needed to deal with and that I'm participating heavily in the neurosis of, you know, what happens. We're like, we're all people, right? We're all, we're all flawed. Uh Uh, I've hurt and I've been hurt, you know, so it goes both ways. I think just, I will say that the, the remember the muscle memory of my parents taking me at an early age is beautiful thing because it was a place that though it hurt me, it also healed me. Uh Like I, it was my love. Yeah. And so that was a powerful bringing me back. Like I was drawn back still. And I have, you know, powerful moments of remembrance. I mean, I will tell you that one of the biggest hurt moments was I was sitting in a seminary chapel and I talk about this in my book, Whole, when literally I went to chapel. I never went to chapel, Jamie. And I was in there and the guy on stage started giving an illustration about pastors who lose their first love and go away from that. And he began telling my father's story. He didn't know you were in the room. He had no idea I was in the room. There was a thousand students in seminary and I was in there that day. That and just gave Jamie, me the chills. I promise you, it was the first time I'd ever been to chapel because I was a big chapel skipper. Uh-huh. Me too. And he didn't know I was in that room. And one of the students called him. I mean, he got like many complaints after because they knew I was there. They knew I was a student. They knew about my dad. And he called me into his office the next day to, and wanted to talk to me. And I was a little bit angry. I was a young woman. My dad had just been through this. And he he told me, he said, I will never, I'm so sorry. I will never do that again. I had no idea you were in there. And I asked him, I said, well, can I ask you where you got your information for the story? And he said, from the newspaper. And I said, well, it might've just been a story to you. 
but it was my life. Mm. It's my life. But what that taught me, Jamie, was just that, you know, we can go through hurts. We can even go through the the direct hurt of being embarrassed, being called out, being singled out, you know, but but we can move past it and we can go, you know what? He's flawed and he said, I'm sorry. And I'm flawed. And I've had to say, I'm sorry a million times. And, you know, it's a process. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when we deny the thing that can actually heal us, uh, I think we just deny something powerful in our life. And, you know, I had been speaking for a good long while, still sort of dealing with some of this hurt. I didn't really realize, I mean, God was, using me places all over the United States, but I was still in my, in myself dealing with stuff. And I remember very vividly, I went to an event in Idaho and I'd been speaking at this event. It was a beautiful event. The women were just lovely. And I was getting ready to, to, to leave. And they wanted me to come back in the room and just say a, a quick goodbye, probably about 300 women. And up until that point, my speaking was this, okay, God, I'll go like, yeah, I'll go. Look at me go. Wow. Look at me, God, look at my sacrifice. I'm going for you. Like I, I want you to use me. Look at me. I'm so sacrificial. And I went into that room and I I don't want to get choked up, but they literally, they're like, Lisa's getting ready to go to the airport. Can you say goodbye? And the women turned around and they began to clap and they, they gave me a standing ovation. And I tell you in that moment, Jamie, I began to weep and God spoke to my heart and he said, you think that I'm sending you to minister to all these people, but I'm doing a reciprocal healing in you Mm. because I'm showing you that the church is good Mm. and they're healing you back and they're loving you back. And it changed my entire speaking life. Mm. And I've never been the same. God has used the, the hurt of the church to heal me back. And that is how God is so amazing. He does it both ways. And so I would just encourage your listeners, keep going back. Mm. You don't have to know why. You don't have to love what happened. You don't have to explain it. There's no, there's no answer here. The answer is just go back and let God do what only God can do. Don't try to figure out how he's going to do it. Just go back and give God the opportunity to do what only God can do. Mm. It's really, really powerful. I'm so glad to hear that story and how he, it's like how that redemption that he brought back to you when all of that hurt. How old were you? In- uh, I was like a young woman, like 20. Okay. No, when your dad. Oh, your- when my dad lost his uh-huh. church. Yeah. I was, okay, yeah. I so was you like, were grown I was and- in seminary. I yeah. was like y- early, like what, 20, maybe I was 22. Oh, and everyone's watching this unfold. And it was all over the newspaper. Yeah. It was, we were, we lived in a small town in the Midwest. We had this huge church up on the corner. Yeah. Six o'clock news, mm. my dad being going into court, holding my mom's hand. Oh. It was public, man. So you know what, Jamie? It's also taught me to fight for my friends, mm. fight for people that go through things. I can't stand it when there's a story and people just jump on a story. So if you ever see me fighting for someone and saying, hey, guys, because I understand what it's like to be the person behind the You've story. Been on the other side. Yeah, I have. Yeah. And people don't have the courage to fight for their friends. And I don't mm. like that. Mm. Oh my gosh, this is so good. I love how she's talking about fight for your friends. We're gonna get back to the conversation with Lisa in just a minute, but I first wanna thank some of our sponsors for today's show who make the happy hour possible. 
First sponsor I want to thank is Virtue Labs. Virtue Labs is a new hair care brand with a goal of giving everyone the best hair scientifically possible. Uh, who doesn't want the best hair scientifically possible? Complete with alpha carotene 60KU, a whole human protein that's identical to the keratin in your own hair. Virtue Labs hair products have the power to resurface and fill in cracks from damage to change your hair's quality and appearance forever. Guys, this is good news for people like me. It means more bounce, more shine, more strength, and more life for your hair. This incredible new protein, Alpha Keratin 60KU, was discovered six years ago by a group of bioscientists working in restorative medicine. And now you can only find it in Virtue Labs line of shampoos, conditioners, and styling products. Not to mention, you guys, each Virtue Labs product is formulated to address specific issues like Heat damage, check, I have it. Frizz, check, I have it. Or thinning hair. And in clinical testing, Virtue found a 67% reduction in frizz after four washes and a 95% reparation of split ends after five applications. Guys, if you're ready to experience this, you can now try Virtue at 10% off and get free shipping with the code HAPPYHOUR. Visit virtuelabs.com to place your order. It's time to start treating our hair with a little more humanity. It's time for Virtue. Guys, I also want to thank our second sponsor, and that is ZipRecruiter. Anyone hiring out there? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites with just one click. Then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job better than anyone else. Because here's the deal, guys. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you, but it finds them. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within one day. No juggling of emails or calls to your office. Simply screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. Guys, find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, my listeners, that's you. You can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash HH. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash HH. One more time, to try it for free, you guys, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash HH. All right, guys, here is the rest of my conversation with Lisa. And her and I are about to talk about how she needs women to stand up and fight. Speaking of fighting for your friends and fighting and stuff, your book came out in June. It's called uh, Put Your Warrior Boots On, which I'm like, <laughs> let's do this. Uh, it makes me remember I was cleaning out a closet the other day. I found an old Shania Twain CD and oh. I gave it to my daughter and she's been like jamming to it. And it makes me feel like that. Like, let's go, girls. Yeah. You know, um, put your warrior boots on, walking Jesus strong once and for all. And this book is really just, you, you even said earlier, you know, I don't write fluffy books. I write meaty books and I just want to lay it all out there. Um, and from what I've read of it, it is. It is really this call to women saying, hey, let's stand up and fight for what we know to be true and not be silent. Where did this come from? Well, it came from just, it came from my own sort of desire to not be so affected by outside stuff. Like I know my best life is not the one until I get to heaven. I get that. But I'm here now. And I believe that there is a way to walk strong and not be so affected 
by news and culture and all of that. And I want that. Mm. And so it came from that. It came from, and I talk in the opening story about someone calling me out, calling me fearless and me going, okay, well, I don't feel fearless because I feel like a crumpled mess half the time, worried about my kids. I just had this weird experience on an airplane where I felt like I was panicking over all the world's things. And um, it's funny because when you're a strong woman, I think people assume that that means you walk around like, you know, unaffected, like, you know, by anything. Totally. Right. right. Like, yeah. like you're not. And I'm like, are you, are you kidding me right now? Like this, this is, I, I'm normal. I feel like everybody else does just because I, I've, I'm a strong person doesn't mean that I don't fear the normal things. Right. So, but it also came Jamie because as in my own life, I was like, I feel like I can, I need to live better. And I, what I mean better, cause that's like such a buzz thing to talk about. I'm talking about living stronger not braver as in this word, we don't even really know what it means. Like this human brave, we muster up in some moment that the next minute we hear news and then we're like crumpled on the floor. I'm talking about Jesus strong that comes from within that is a different thing. I also heard people talking about this on social media. Like I am I am watching people and the conversation is the same over and over again. It's like, oh my goodness, what am I gonna do? How am I gonna protect my kid? Every time something new happened in the news, it's the same thing. Jesus, take the wheel. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. You know, I, and I know we say those things or whatever, but it was this whole idea of like this panic that we were having every time something new came up. And I'm like, are we supposed to be so affected? I feel like there's a better way. It's called like a, a way of preparation. And so what I wanted to do was say, look, instead of having living this way of unstrategy is what I call it, an unstrategy of panic, right? And like just sort of winging it. I think that we live with a strategy and that is the way of being prepared and being as ready and steady and sure as possible. And I base this not on Lisa Whittle's idea. This is like Bible stuff, right? right? right. So obviously when you're talking about armor of God stuff, this is not a, hey, when something happens, throw on a helmet. Right. Or like, hopefully there's going to be a sword laying around, just like pick it up. I mean, this is a before the time comes conversation. This is how you need to be ready standing. Okay. And I read Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 1 talks about how God is the highest, right? Like, so he is not giving up this position, Jamie. He is in charge, never moving. Not a king is coming and bumping him. Not a, not nobody. He's never leaving that. And we as his children are to walk in the authority of God. We have this funnel to where we are to understand that covering. Okay. It talks about this in Ephesians 1. But we walk around like we don't have hope. Uh -huh. We walk around like our unsaved neighbors. And so I call that living below our spiritual potential. You know, it's it's a conversation that I don't think we have enough where I think most Christians... I don't know. I can't really put a percentage to it. This would be just like my own. Just, Your own just Barna survey. Right. Survey. right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, shout out to Barna. I yeah. love him. Did a Barna survey with my whole book. But yeah, it would be like, I'm going to say like, you know, Christians are walking around living below our potential. Like 80% of Christians, you know, we are living below our spiritual potential because we walk around afraid reactionary and and not that we're ever going to live completely fearless until we get to heaven and have that perfect body and that perfect life. We're going to have the human fear stuff that creeps up. So I'm not, I'm not pitching sure. something I that's it, impossible. Yep. Uh -huh. Okay. 
But I think there is a way that we rise to a spiritual potential that we have and we live in a more settled, sure way to where circumstances do not affect us in the same way that they are right now. Uh And that's really what the book is about. It's these declarations that we make over our life and not just saying these declarations like I am able because that means nothing. That's hot air. But understanding that you are able, here's why you're able and soaking that in because that's honestly one of the biggest things we struggle with, even that whole chapter one of I am able. And then things like I will know what I believe because a lot of people don't know what we believe. Right. We have an opinion, right. totally different. And I will tell the truth to myself. Like we don't tell the truth to ourselves because we think that the truth hurts us. Well, it's not the truth that hurts us. It's the sin that makes, that hurts us. And then it's the truth that stings as a result of that right. sin. You yeah. see what I mean? Uh-huh. So it's, it's things like that that I'm talking about in the book that I really want the reader to understand. Can you write one of these for teenagers? I've Come had on, Lisa. that. I've, I swear to you, I've had people ask me that uh, numerous times. And we put uh, your warrior boots on, teens. I know. Well, I've had a lot. Of, a lot of parents have asked me that, and I've had parents do this with their kids uh-huh. um, because it, it's hugely important. Yeah. And we've had I've had churches give it to their seniors uh-huh. because it's super important. Know what you believe? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, when you're talking about the living in the fear and the hysteria. We all know a couple of months ago what happened in Charlottesville, Virginia. And when I set my kids, three of my kids are black. And when I set my kids down on Saturday night to talk about this, we sat on the dinner table and Aaron and I brought it up. And as we were telling them about it, man, it's hard for me to talk to my kids about this because I don't want to put fear in them, but I want to be realistic and I need them to know what we live in because it affects them more than it affects me. But I remember telling them, I said, here's what we need to know though. Here, here, here's what happened. Here are the facts. But here's what we know. We have a hope that will never fail us. That's right. We have a hope that will never fail us. Romans 5.5. 5. Yep. We have a hope that will not fail us. This is not our home. Um, and I also told them, listen, no one can give you any approval besides God. That's right. No one determines your value besides God. And then I said, the last thing I said to them, I was like, but the other thing that we need to remember is that we have a voice. Yeah. And we know what's true, what God's word says about, in this specific example, racism. We know what God's word said. We believe it to be true. And we have a voice. So we get to say something. And you talk about that in here. Yes. I'm like, hey, it's no, you can't just believe it or say this is wrong in your head. And then, but we know the truth. Right. And so the truth that I was speaking, speaking to my kids of with that specific sin of racism is it doesn't define us. Right. No one can define you. Th- this world is not our home. It's not where we find our hope. But we get to say, this is wrong. Right. This is wrong. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I mean, and, and I do talk about that, like, you know, there, there are just definitives in life. And, you know, one of the definitives that, that I talk about a lot in the book, and it relates a lot to, I think to, to kids, but it relates to, forget it. It relates to my peer group. It relates to me is this idea of like choice over feelings and things that are definitive versus things that the world sells and things that we're drawn to, which is like, I feel this way or whatever. No, you know what it talks about in the Bible? It talks about choice. Deuteronomy 30, that famous speech, right? Choose to love, obey, and commit. Like, man, if we choose to love, obey, and commit, here's what it does to our life. When things come up, like the, the like exactly what you're just talking about, um, it, things come up in the news, hard moments, like what do I fight for? When you've made a choice that you are going to be about justice, when you've made a choice that you are not going to be racist, when you have made a choice that you are going to love or whatever the choice is, then when those moments come up, 
you take out so much stress for yourself because you've already made the choice. Then it's not about the feelings. It's not about that. It's saying, I've made this choice. This is like old school stuff, by the way. It's like, what is it when we were going to go on a date? You have to choose in advance that you're not <laughs> going to go. Know what you're going to do when right, someone offers you the drug. You're not going to go to second base yes. or whatever. Yeah. Well, first, but whatever. Yeah. You know, but it's it's really true. These are like biblical principles, guys. It's not like rocket science, yeah. but it's it's saying, because in today's society, if you think about it, I mean, you raise kids, you know this. It's like, whatever you feel, however you feel, no, no sorry. It's what you choose, guys. It's what you choose. It's what we choose. It's how we're going to react in a certain situations. And that helps your life. Because here's what I think we think. Well, look at me. I'm going to do this for God. You know, let me put my warrior boots on so I can like, let me just do this for God because I want to be a warrior for him. Oh, look at me. Wow. I'm so cool. I'm so spiritual. No, do it for yourself. Actually, yes, do it to honor him. Do it to obey him. That's always first. So let me obviously say that. Do it for yourself because if do you, ha, however you want to walk in this world is whatever kind of footwear, spiritual footwear you're going to wear. You can walk through this world, like, because I'm a pragmatist. I'm like, okay, you can wear flip-flops if you want, right? Like I'm talking spiritually, obviously. Uh-huh. That's fine. But there's a lot of rough terrain. There's going to be a lot of hills. You're going to have to go through a lot of mess. If you're not fully prepared to, to walk strong, then you're going to very quickly go, I'm not equipped. And so here's the thing. I say like, we've got a lot of Christians and this is going to be, this is going to be tough love real quick, but savvy to our smartphones, but illiterate to the word of God. Okay. Drop the mic. I mean, it's tough, Uh but I mean, Jamie, it's true. And I start with me, man. I mean, these are things that God says to me. And so I'm like, here's the reality. The problem is, it's not like I'm saying, oh, or not like God's saying, Look, I don't want you to like your your smartphones. Here's the deal. We are making ourselves vulnerable to a very real enemy who is out there and he is prowling and he is still attacking. This is literal. He is after us. While we're distracting ourselves and numbing ourselves, we're just making ourselves ill-equipped to fight. Yeah. And so while I'd love to talk about a lot lighter topics, I love the church And I love my girlfriends and I love people enough to go, I want us to be prepared, strong, so we walk through this world better and we raise our kids to be able to stand and walk through this world. That's my goal because I love your kids. Mm -hmm. I think they're awesome and I love mine. And I just do us a disservice if I just talk about little light topics. Yeah, yeah. That ain't it, man. And I think that's good to hear in parenting. It's good to hear like as adults and with our peer groups and with our community is like, because the real truth is we fail. Right. When we are not being in the word and doing what God's asked us to do. I mean, look at David. When did he see Bathsheba? When he was not fighting. Right. When he's lounging in his house, yeah. you know, when he should have been right. with his team. Um, but as parents, I think about that. Like, we want to prepare our kids for this big, fat, scary, ugly world. Then we have to actually talk to them about these things. Yeah. And But I always say, talk about them, talk about these things with your kids. But it always goes back to God's truth. Oh, yeah. When I talk about, you know, whatever it might be that I'm speaking about with my kids, it's always going to come back to, here's what we know to be true. Right. And we know this to be true because God's word says his word is true. Yeah. And here's all the things. And so just an encouragement, like you're saying, it's such an encouragement. Like we need to be prepared and we need to teach our kids to be prepared big time. Well, and here's what's funny to me. We, uh, not funny, but like funny, sad. Here's the thing. We, we plan, Jamie, for pretty much everything. And I can speak to this because I'm a planner. I'm a planner. All right, so we plan for everything. We we 
We, we build things. We're builders, even women. We build our families. We build our house. We build this life, right? We plan for things. Here's what we don't plan for. We don't plan a spiritual strategy by which to live this life. Here's why. Because there's a part of this that's like, I feel like that takes out like the organic God and like, I don't want to put God in a box. Here's the thing. God will never be put in a box. The Holy Spirit is going to do exactly what he wants to do, free form and radical and the awesomeness that he is in our lives. And I love it. When we plan and prepare our lives, we don't put him in a box. We just make our lives this, this prepared, clean vessel by which he can do his freestyle stuff through us better. And I say this in the book, passion without preparation is a good intention designed to fail. So here's the thing. That's why, you know, you go to camp and you have these high, you know, I always think of camp because I went to so many camps Uh in high school, church camps. But you have these high moments or you go to a women's conference or whatever, which I love, obviously. And you have these high moments and you have the passion and it's awesome and whatever. But man, if you don't come home and have some preparation and have a plan by which you're going to live this life out, it is a good intention designed to fail. That's why I talk about too in the book, Here's the plan. You read your Bible, you pray, and then here's a third element that some people don't realize. You put yourselves constantly in positions to see God's transformative work. And what I mean by that is continue to put yourself in a position that you can watch God do something through you or around you that blows your mind. Because the more you do that, the more you'll be addicted to it and the more you want to do it. Mm. The less you're going to be willing to hang back be on your phone, you know, do whatever and not get involved in God's work because Satan's sly and he, his strategy and tactic is if I can never, if I can keep them from ever getting up the first time and seeing God do something cool, then they'll never know. But once they know, they can't unknow Mm -hmm. what they know. So that's why women especially are tied up with this fear because Satan is terrorizing them and because he doesn't want them to know because right. then they can't unknow what they yeah. know. So that's like, I want, I just want people to have a better plan mm. than just let's wing it and let's react to the world. And I just believe we can do it. Let's put our warrior boots on and go. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's go girls. Let's do it. I that's got- what we need tonight. Let's go girls. Cue the music, uh-huh. right? <laughs> let's go girls. Um, you know, it's like, what Jesus tells about building your house on the rock. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, it's going to, the hard times will come. Right. And if it's on the sand, it just will, it will not stand. No. It can't stand. Right. It's impossible, actually. That's exactly. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. 
Okay, Lisa, I think that we should just finish the podcast and just like we just had church. I I, I know. I feel it in the studio. Do you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're switch gears just a little bit. Okay. Um, tell me what you're loving. Three things you're loving. Or if you only have one thing, whatever. Tell me okay. something you're loving and what you're reading. Okay. Ooh, three things I'm loving. Um, I am loving white nail polish. I have, we both we have both white do. nail I polish noticed. today. Yes. I'm loving white nail polish. And I get on tangents. I either go white nail polish or I go like super dark nail yeah, polish. Yeah, I mean, this is my first time to do white. Never. Well, it looks good on you. you. And you've got dark skin. So yeah. it really looks good it, on you. Yeah, thank you. Um, one of the reasons I do white nail polish or dark is because I really have bad nails. They're super short. Uh-huh. And I have little chubby hands. So for me, it sort of masks some of okay. that. Yeah. It makes you feel, yeah. Yeah, but I, I love white nail. Okay, me too. what else am I loving? Oh, goodness. Um, I'm loving California. Because I just got back from there. So um, I highly recommend. Where were you? I was in Montecito, which, oh my word. And I am particularly loving, I'm going to boil this even more down in California. I'm loving the scone that I had there that was a pineapple coconut scone. And it was as large as my head. And it was at this little place called Janine's that we went to, I think, three times while we were there. (laughs) Because it was that fantastic. Okay. And I feel like there were famous people there. You know, when you think you see like eight famous people and you, you're convinced they're famous, but you don't know what their name is. So I kept telling my husband, I'm like, they're famous. And he's like, well, what's By their By the name? way, they're carrying themselves? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, or just like, I thought they're fa- I knew okay, their face. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You and he's like, them. well, who is it? I'm like, I don't know. I just saw them on TV. Yeah. Then he's like, well, prove it. They're yeah. not. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. That's two things. And then um, what is the third thing that I'm loving? Um, I am loving the five of us being together right now because it's about to end next week. Yeah. My son's going back to college next week. So those, those, that's three things, right? Yeah. What are you reading? I just finished again. I'm late to the party. I just finished the glass castle. Well, the movie's coming out. So you have, that's why I did it. Uh Um, so now I'm disturbed. Um, and I'm also being very like, okay. And I don't know if you do this. I'm, now I'm thinking to my, now I'm saying to my children, and this happened to me after I took my compassion trip when I came home, like, you're fine. So after the, I read The Glass uh-huh. Castle, I, like, my kids are like, mom, there's no food in the house. I'm like, you're fine. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a toilet. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And they're like, who? And you're like, the Glass Castle right, people. The people in this book. Yes. Yeah, they're like, what? It's not my fault, mom. Right. So yeah, I just read that. So that, that I read. And I did the um, Enneagrams. The Enneagram book. The, Everyone's talking. I have it. I haven't read it. Everyone's oh, talking about it. Um, so I'm not that far into it. Okay. And because my husband absconded it on the trip and he started reading it. Okay. So because we wanted to figure out what Together. he was. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to eventually figure out what I am and tell people because it comes up often on the show. People are into it. Uh, well, Lisa, this has been so much fun having you here. It's been fun. It's like, I feel like I just want to, I'm going to want to listen back to this and I don't ever listen back to interviews. Oh, thank you for saying that. I want to listen to. Note to self. I don't, I mean, not note to self, but small bit of information. I don't really listen back because, you know, life goes on. Yeah. Uh, But um, thank you for just being honest and truthful and for your book, put your warrior boots on. And actually this is crazy because just yesterday you released a new book. I know it's a devotional book. So I've never written that one like that before called Uh Five Word Prayers. And it has an adult coloring book with it, which my sister, who is this fantastic like indie artist, did all the sketches for. Oh, it's in the family. Your sister did it. It's a family project. So, but it's called Five Word Prayers and it's a devotional book. And it's really just when you don't know what to say to God, 
how to kickstart it. My dad was dying when I wrote this book mm-hmm. and I just didn't have a lot of words. And it was a sweet book, Jamie, for me to write. So maybe they'll want to pick that up too. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a devotional book and we can put links or whatever. Yeah, totally. Maybe. They'll yeah. all be up and I'm sure you can get it anywhere. So okay. Lisa, Thanks. thank you thank so you. much for coming on. It was fun. Thank you. Guys, oh my gosh, I love that show so much. Quickly before we go, I want to give another shout out and thank you to Virtue Labs. They are a hair care brand with a vision and that vision is to give everyone the best hair scientifically possible. I'm raising my hand because I want that. They're doing that via an incredible new protein called Alpha Carotene 60KU. It's a whole human protein that's identical to the carotene in your own hair. It was discovered six years ago by a group of bioscientists, that's probably really some smart people, and has the ability to resurface and fill in cracks from damage, giving more bounce, shine, and strength to your hair. And now you can get it exclusively in Virtue Labs line of shampoos, conditioners, and styling products. Just go to virtuelabs.com and use the code HAPPYHOUR to try Virtue at 10% off plus free shipping. Guys, I love talking to Lisa. It was so wonderful. My friend Logan was so right when she told me that I would love her. Her realness, her boldness, her vulnerability is so attractive to me. It's someone I want to be around. I want to read their words. I want to listen to. I hope that today, no matter what you are feeling, that you will remember that we have a hope that cannot fail us, that this home is not our own, that God is the one who gives us value, and that we have a voice to speak up about things. Friends, today's show is edited by Chris with Pod Shaper, and the music is from Jason Bowe. Next week, my guest is Ellie Holcomb, and oh my gracious, you do not want to miss my conversation with Ellie. We were up in a hotel room in Nashville a couple weeks ago and just had the best, most wonderful conversation. Guys, enjoy your week. Remember, tell your friends if they're interested in the Christmas gift guide. Go to my webpage to check that out, plus all the links from the show. Guys, thank you for listening. Please share the show with a girlfriend this week and have a happy hour with a friend. I will see you guys back here next Wednesday with my friend, Ellie Holcomb. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com.